0: The podcast you're about to hear is a production of WBEZ Chicago and is here for you because of listener support. Join us. WBEZ.org. WBEZ, Radio for the Curious Class.
1: Who's the. What is going to be. When. Where the... do I.
0: Why is it called? Besides How many... How many... what, what
1: the the most. Many people... How many people. I was wondering. When school... did... people... to... are, are, the are the we going to get what our. Is the...
0: What? <laughs> You're listening to the Curious City podcast from WBEZ Chicago. You ask the questions. We answer them together.
1: Recession, economic decline, job loss. It's tough to get by these days in America. But if you're one of the lucky to have a job, it's all the more difficult if you're among the lowest wage workers. My name is Maggie Cassidy. My Curious City question was, what is it like to live on a minimum wage job in Chicago? It's a prime time to answer this question because right now the low wage job sector is growing faster than middle and upper class sectors. Earlier this year, we had Lewis Wallace answer Maggie's question.
2: It turns out Maggie has a personal motive for asking her Curious City question. She just finished grad school and now she has two part time jobs making around 10 bucks an hour. She feels like it's a hustle, but then again, Illinois' minimum wage is $8.25. So that got her thinking about people who hustle for even less.
1: What is it like for people for whom it's literally a day-to-day grind at this wage?
2: Of course, there's no one experience that sums that up. So we'll hear from a few low-wage workers and some facts and figures.
0: First up... My name is Crystal Maxie Collins.
2: Maxie Collins has been selling
0: shoes at Macy's downtown for a couple years at minimum wage plus a small commission. I love it, especially like when guys come in and they're looking for shoes for their girlfriends or something. They're like lost puppies. She turns 29 today. She says her birthday last year sucked. I, like, had a killer week. People were in Macy's. They were shopping. I'm like, oh, yes. It's just like as soon as I picked the shoe, they wanted it. They she was it. expecting like, oh, a big
2: check, close to $500, and she thought, deposit. okay.
0: My direct deposit is going to hit at 6 o'clock, then I can go get my hair done, maybe, you know, do something special for myself. And my check did not hit until 11.53 that night. I'm like, it's my birthday, and all I did was sit around the house waiting on my money to hit my account.
2: I talk with Maxie Collins at her house in West Englewood. I gotta say, she's dressed to the nines, ready to go to work. Our question asker, Maggie, wanted to know about the day-to-day.
0: I've been waiting for someone to ask me about how my day goes. This is awesome. Okay, so first I'll get up, I'll uh, make breakfast for the family, clean the house up, and this is probably like around 6 Maxi yeah. Collins
2: rents a two-bedroom house and lives with her fiancé, his brother, and two of her four children. Most mornings, she catches a bus and then a train to get downtown.
0: Clocking at Macy's, hump it until I leave because I have a daily sales goal I have to meet. She has a
2: second job making research phone calls for the University of Chicago at just above minimum wage. Most days she races there from Macy's
0: and doesn't get home until late at night. It's never a day that I don't have a job to go to or somewhere to go or something to do or something to handle. There's no off. After all that,
2: Maxie Collins struggles to meet her monthly budget.
0: My rent is $700 a month. My light bill is 150 My gas is anywhere from 150 to 200 And that's just bare minimum, just having a place to put your head, not be freezing cold at night. Even working two jobs, Maxie Collins still needs help. That's actually not
2: surprising. A policy research group recently looked at how much money it takes to live independently in Chicago. Based on those estimates, Maxie Collins earns a third of what she'd need.
0: So she receives food stamps and her health care subsidized. Her brother-in-law provides childcare. At the end of the day, at the end of the week, I still don't have enough money to put food on the table or clothes on my kids' back, buy them shoes or school supplies, or necessarily things for myself because at Macy's they want you to have this image. You know, you have to look nice, but I can't even afford to buy the clothes that would help me sell them shoes for them. Maxie Collins'
2: daily grind can't represent what it's like to live on minimum wage because there really is no typical low-wage worker. But her story does reflect some broad trends that relate to the question. Women, people of color, and people with less education are disproportionately represented among those earning less than $12 an hour in the Chicago area. And Maxie Collins isn't the only one patching together her budget with multiple jobs. Studies show that since the 2008 recession, more and more low-wage jobs are part-time or have constantly changing hours. This is not news to Jose Luis Gallardo. He works construction and organizes day laborers for the Latino Union. La mañana, pues son, he son says lots labors, of times, people he works with tarde, do day pues labor son, in the morning, then in the afternoon de, go to work in restaurants or valet parking. He says they don't focus parking. all their Estamos hope in construction, construction work because a lot of the time the there's no work at all. The demographics of low-wage work are also changing. People with more education are increasingly filling lower-wage jobs. And the proportion of older people who work for low hourly wages is also growing, which is what led me to this guy.
1: Uh, my name is Dale Mitchell.
2: Dale Mitchell is 64 and retired from a lucrative career in advertising, but now he works at a Target in Chicago's uptown neighborhood. He uses the money to put his youngest son through college. Mitchell says working at Target is a choice for him, but he's concerned about young people who are in minimum
1: wage. What's your future as far as wages, wages are concerned? You know, And if it's uncertain, how do you plan your future? When you're 22 years old and you're handling on two jobs, for what? So let's
2: go back and hear from one of those younger people. Crystal Maxie collins is turning 29 today. Remember, she had a bad birthday last year. And since then, she did get a raise. She helped organize a worker's walkout for higher pay, and afterwards, Macy's bumped wages in her store to eight fifty dollars an hour. But Maxie Collins says she's still not closer to her goals. She'd like to finish college and save for her kids' education.
0: And she'd like the freedom to leave. This is not somewhere where I would want to raise my kids if I had any other choice. We put out this great image, and then when we come home, we're coming home to bad neighborhoods, we're coming home to violence, gang activity. Meanwhile, people who run the store, they driving off in Jags. She says her four-year-old daughter, Promise, is a special kid, adventurous. I would like to drive my kids to the zoo one day or something, you know, or even be able to bring them in Macy's and buy my daughter a dress from where I work. And she wants Promise to have a different outlook at 29
2: than her mother does, working for minimum wage in Chicago. To really answer Maggie Cassidy's question about life on minimum wage, we'd need to hear lots of people's stories. Do you have one to tell? Share your story and your questions at wbez.org curiouscity For WBEZ, I'm Lewis Wallace.
1: To see a glimpse into Crystal's life through photos, head over to wbez.org slash CuriousCity. You know, we love doing stories about the experience of living in Chicago and the region. But to do those, we need your questions about what it's like to live in someone else's shoes. Send us those questions over at wbez.org slash CuriousCity. Thank you for listening. Curious City is produced by WBEZ Chicago Public Media, Ziga, and AIR, the Association of Independence in Radio. Our senior producer is Jennifer Brandel, Sean Ali edits the series, and Logan Jaffe is our multimedia producer. The Curious City podcast is mixed by Sarah Liu with help from Mickey Capper and editing oversight by Andrew Gill. You can subscribe to our podcast in iTunes and listen to our back catalog in SoundCloud. You can also like us on Facebook. And follow us on Twitter at WBEZ Curious City. Lead financial support for Curious City comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Chicago Public Media creates award-winning content about the issues that affect our community, our nation, and our world. More information is available at chicagopublicmedia.org. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week.